0: For joining us. Good morning. This is Harriet Kamak with Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, we're talking about Uber and rideshare companies in general and what they're doing to stem the rise of sexual assault that occurs on their platforms, that occurs while people are being driven in vehicles that are considered rideshare or that occurs while they are waiting on a rideshare company. And we chose to do that because it is the holidays and a lot of people are inebriated for want of a better word or impaired shall we say impaired impaired you know it's the holidays so you go there you have a good time and i'm gonna be honest with you guys how many of us feel as if that there are just some people who are, who just don't want anybody to have fun how many of us feel like that that it's not enough that you go to work you work all week you work all year right? And you, you get a chance to uh, having worked all week. You just want to sit down and chill a little bit. You know, the stress of life, you have to be worried about so many things. You have to think about so many things and you just want to chill. So you go out to have a drink with your friends. Is anything wrong with that? And so you're being responsible by not getting behind the wheel of a car, knowing that you are impaired. So you hail a ride share service uber or left and you depend on them to vet the driver so that you don't end up in the back seat of a car who engages the child locks so you can't get out or a driver who is just looking for a good time and think that you as a member of the public is fair game right and before you know it you either end up on the six o'clock news or you're driven to some remote location where you're assaulted either physically or sexually and robbed all at the same time right so we're going to talk a little bit about what they're going to do to prevent it and is it enough as members of the public is it enough uh in recent times if you live in a metro area as i do i have I, you know i i was one of those persons who would encourage my children to take a uber or a lift because it was convenient at the time if they weren't near a car, or they didn't have their own car, or I couldn't get to that. Guess who has sharply minimized that, moi. So everybody has a car, they can get in their car, you employ safety measures while they're walking to their cars and so on. But I have come to accept that rideshare vehicles, you're placing yourself at grave risk when you engage with, with them. So Uber uh, released their report in an effort to be broadly transparent and to draw attention to what is going on, which I applaud them for because they're letting us know that they are aware there is a problem. And they do, uh, they have itemized and laid it clear what efforts they're making to reduce these from happening now that they're aware that it is a problem. So they're doing something about it. But what about the rest of us what can we do to make sure you don't end up being a victim of, 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 of assault? Uh, I've, a few must've been last year was the last time I used one, to be honest with you. And I remember the driver telling me that he had been assaulted so many times that he picked up people and had been slapped and gun especially when people were leaving the bars and the restaurants and the dance clubs here in detroit they call them clubs right because people still go to a nightclub if you believe it right and they're so inebriated so drunk that they have assaulted uh the driver right i'm talking about rideshare companies thank you for the compliment right and uh so This is something that is real, that is happening to a lot of people. I mean, one of the stories that I looked at, and it's very painful for any of us, you send your child away to school and you know children are away at college and people, our people and young people are going to do what all of us do and what all of us did when we were young, right? And this particular young lady in South Carolina, in Columbia, South Carolina, she attended the University of South Carolina And she was out with her friends on a Thursday night and the friends hadn't heard from her by Friday. So they reported her missing and the police launched and the last time she was seen was leaving a bar with all of them. And she got into the back of a black Chevrolet Impala. The man killed her. He raped her and killed her. Right. He's since locked up. Hopefully he stays locked up for the rest of time, but it is the South. They probably still have the death penalty in South Carolina. So he probably isn't going anywhere for a long, long time as he should. Right. But this young woman had to lose her life. She was 21. Her parents, they they're from New Jersey. So her parents had to face this painful exercise, sending your kid away to college and they come back home in a casket. And you don't see them again for the rest of time very painful so what are some of the safety measures that those of us who use rideshare uh vehicles can participate so uber did a study wait for it in 2018 in the us apparently they did the study worldwide because i don't know if you remember but earlier this year a woman in india sued uber in india because she was raped by an uber driver and she sued them As she should, right? Because the driver thought it was, she was, was open season and he could do whatever. So the report and the statistics that Uber released are in the United States alone. It's not in Canada. It's not in the other 65 countries where Uber operates. So part of the problem is that when Uber and Lyft initially started, remember how it started? It was anybody who had a car. They did not do a comprehensive job of vetting their drivers in traditional taxi companies. You have to go through a rigorous background check before you can drive a, t- a cab Uber and Lyft flaunted regulations. And just anybody who has a car can drive. I remember, I think it was earlier in the middle of the summer. I had to, my car was at the, it was in service. And I had to go pick up my car and I, you know, called for a rideshare vehicle to come. I don't remember if it was Uber or one of them, Uber or Lyft, but I was alone in the back of the car. Now I am me. So you can imagine, right? So I have my purse and I'm sitting there pleasantly watching this young man drive me around. And this man, half, before we even, within like five minutes of the ride, he was already trying to hit on me. I kid you not, but I recognized how vulnerable I was and I didn't play along with it. He started out by complimenting me and I was like, well, thank you. Kind of closing the conversation and paying attention to my phone as a way of making him think, and he would not stop. I reported him eventually because it made me uncomfortable because I kept thinking at the back of my mind, if this were late night and I had been picked up what would he have done if I refused his uh, his advances? Do you see what I'm saying? And I remember when I got to the mechanic shop and I got out of the car, the mechanic is someone whom I, I'm familiar with. And I remember him saying, are you okay? And I said, that guy was just so creepy. You know, he just kept making comments about my appearance. And it's kind of shocking because I don't know him. It's not someone I know. I just got into the car as a rideshare. And I remember the mechanic saying, you got to be careful. you got to be careful because he had heard some incidents from some of his uh, female customers when they, you know, that have said this. And the reason I'm talking about it is because I felt uncomfortable and vulnerable all at the same time, because you're sitting in the back of a car. You don't know anything about this person. So you are assuming that whoever hired him, the people at Uber must have checked his criminal background to make sure he's not a rapist or murderer. Right? And that he, he has he's legitimate, right? So what happened was initially when these companies started, they didn't do background checks. They just hired anybody with a car, right? And so anybody could become an Uber or Lyft driver. Now it's got now. then they started by making sure that, oh, well, well, we'll put a sign in the, in the door or so, but you can buy. Uh, they uber or Lyft uh, foolishness you can buy it anywhere right you can buy it anywhere so it's not as if it's something that you can uh, you can obviate you can buy it anywhere right and so when you when you look at it you begin to wonder what is it that people are are, are not doing right you, you have to start wondering what is it that these rideshare companies uh, do, do not do. Right. And you, you see, you, you, you see what it is that they do. And, and you have to ask yourself, well, in whose interest were they operating? Obviously they were operating in the interest of themselves, their bottom line. So what happens to the public? So let me give you the statistics Uber reports that in 2018, there were 3,045 incidents of sexual assault in ride shares across the country. I just want you to think about that, 3,000. Now, to put this into perspective, let me give you a comparison. The New York Police Department, the New York Police Department records incidents of sex crimes on its transit systems. So how many people live in New York? About 10 million, maybe about 50 million, (laughs) conservatively, okay? and they use transit systems mass transit is a way of life right okay so there are the subways and there are the buses mass transit in new york city and the new york police department reported only 533 incidents of sex crimes on their transit systems comparatively speaking uber that does not operate as a mass transit system in a concentrated urban bay, in a concentrated area. It's across the country, Uber reported 3045. That's too much. That's way too much. That's a heck of a thing. The chief legal officer at Uber describes in their defense, this is what he says. He says Uber is a reflection of the society they live in. That's a lame excuse for saying we hired the wrong people and the wrong people have caused us to have problems. And now that we're a corporate entity, we have to do something about it. So, in doing something about it, Uber has taken the measure to partner with nonprofits like rain that prevents sexual violence and assault and so on. Which is a nice way of saying they wrote them a check for them to say nice things about Uber. But the fact is, it is what it is, right? Uh in 2017, there were 2,936 incidents of sexual assault. Some of the incidents that people describe are horrific, where people get into the back of a cars. In fact, I'm going to just tell you the truth. There were 55 crashes in 2018 and nine people were murdered inside of Uber vehicles. That's horrific. That's terrible. And some of the people who were murdered were the driver, not just the passenger. Just like I told you one of the rideshare drivers who told me that he had been assaulted so many times, right? Uber says that it is now implementing a system where it automatically checks driver's background without them being aware of it. Good for you. Just like the police pulls people over and they check your driver's license and find out that people are doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Well, heck yes, you should. You really should, right? As for Lyft, the same counts for them. Lyft has not re- revealed what it has found. I dare say we're not going to be alarmed because if it happens on Uber, it's happening on Lyft. Now, another thing that police officers across the country are saying is that they, the, the decals that they hang in the windows, you can buy them online. That says you're a Lyft driver. So here is the, what is really happening. You want to know what really is happening? What is really happening is that people who have bad intentions are trolling places where they know people congregate. So nightclubs, bars, and restaurants, they know that people at sporting events, right? So a basketball game outside of an arena, right? A football game, uh, a a hockey game, that kind of thing and concerts. So there's an artist playing and so on. What happens is these people who have nothing but bad intentions, they congregate in these places waiting on you and I to step out of these events. More than likely, you're with a group of friends. You met there. So now you're separated. That's how they like to get you, isolate you, right? And you are inebriated. So your skills, your your sense of awareness is impaired. One woman who was uh, sexually assaulted by an Uber driver said she fell asleep. Well, turns out it was not an Uber driver. She got in the back of a wrong car. So here are some things for those of us to look out for. Uber is now saying that when the driver pulls up, in the app, it's going to tell you, hey, it's gonna tell you who the driver is. It has a picture of the driver. You are to match the make and model of the car with the car that is sitting in front of you, so in the app, it tells you it's a 1999 Chevrolet Impala. If such a thing exists, right with tag number DJ4 5500, zero, zero. so you look for DJ4 five, five, zero, zero, black she- 1999 Chevrolet Impala. Then the driver who is looking for you needs to look match the picture. That's a lot of safety measures. So people who are drunk, frankly they don't they're not gonna be able to look for that you just think are you looking for are you my uber driver and some idiot is gonna say yes then he whisked them off and sexually assault them and so on beating people up and so on then in some of the reports but that's another thing that blame the victim well look at how you were dressed what were you doing out late at that time of the night anyway That's not helping. People want to go out and have fun. Leave people to be people. You've got to have an edge and an out with all the stress that you face in everyday life. Do you see what I'm saying? And so these kinds of sexual assaults are continuing. The real problem is the ride-share system. Uber is losing a lot of money because they're getting a lot of bad press. They have been paying out a lot of money for uh, for to settle lawsuits. It's kind of like the unintended consequence of being too successful too quick. They were making a lot of money because they literally employed a bunch of drivers. Just recently, they purged 40,000. They deactivated 40,000 drivers. You think those people still don't have the decals? You think they're still not driving around, trolling, looking for lonely people, lonely young women. or No, I shouldn't say lonely, but alone. You're waiting on a ride. You're so distracted, you're not paying attention. I saw something floating around on my Instagram feed a couple of weeks ago where a woman in in Houston was having the same problem. She got picked up by a Lyft driver. And instead of going to her, you driving her usual route to work, he drove around and around until she ended up in a lonely area. Then he stopped. She couldn't unlock the door. He put on the child lock. She couldn't unlock the door. Are you kidding? Are you listening to me? Then he tried, he couldn't, she couldn't get out. She couldn't put the window up and down. And then he stopped talking to her and turned the radio up. That's when she knew she had a problem. So she called 911 while she was sitting in the car. But she said initially she was distracted. She wasn't paying attention. She was on the phone because she assumed that the driver who showed up was going to take her and transport her to her destination. So she wasn't paying attention. So it took her a while to realize why am I not at work for a ride, you know, a ride that should take 15 minutes. It's already 25 minutes. And why does the route not look familiar? Eventually he ended up taking her. He st- he called someone who gave him instructions and he ended up on a lonely road near a warehouse. When they got to the warehouse, by this time she's hysterical. When they got to the warehouse, guess what? There was a, a, a box truck that he was told to back the car into with her in it. He unlocked the driver, unlocked the door, thinking he could get out to get her out. Well, she got out of the door and ran for her life. Okay? These things happen because the rightshare platforms do not do a good enough job of vetting the people who who use their services they don't vet them they don't go through a rigorous background check to make sure these are not people who perhaps and most let's just be clear most people who are going to rape have done so before and more than likely have been through the system most people who are murderers have some have had some interaction with the system. Even if this is their first time killing, they have had some interaction with the system, so they'd more than likely have a record. When they scan our background, our, our driver's licenses, it will tell them who we are anyway. It's gonna tell if you've had a traffic ticket or if you haven't had one. So why on earth did the ride companies initiate this? I don't know. I don't know. And now, we have a history now where people are still getting assaulted. So even now, even after they say they have now implemented this technology that automatically scans people's background checks, it's still not safe enough because there were still 3,045 in 2018. So what were you doing between 2014 and 2018? It didn't occur to you that you needed to automate checking people's criminal background checks. So you waited until people lose their lives before you do something? Do you see what I'm saying? It's, it's something to pay attention to, and especially my friends, especially, I want you to be here with me when we start, when the new year starts, when the next decade starts. So I'm asking everyone to please be careful. If you go out with your friends, right? Maybe we should get back to the days of having a designated driver, you think, right? We should have a designated driver, That designated driver does not touch alcohol that entire time. But if you find that you still find it more convenient to hop into the back of a ride share vehicle, there are some security measures that we all should employ. Typically, most of us, by the time we get to that stage, we are so, people are so laid buzzed or laid out that they don't know where they are. You're relying, you're placing your life in the hands of a total stranger. I can't say it enough. People, stop doing that. You can't trust people anymore. You can't just assume that I'm gonna go out to drink and it's gonna be okay if I get stone cold drunk and wasted that I don't know where I am. That is not terribly responsible when it comes to your own life and your safety. You're jeopardizing your safety, right? So do not go out and get so wasted that you can, if you want to get truly wasted, do it at home. Invite your friends over. At least you're in an environment that you have some control over. Because there are always going to be people. So that what these people do is they're trolling uh, places, knowing that people are looking for their rides, and you're distracted. There are so many people. You are hugging and kissing people, telling them goodbyes. You probably have had too much to drink, so they tell you that. They look for the most popular vehicles, right? So they tell you that your vehicle is going to be a Toyota Corolla, white Toyota Corolla, how many of those are going to be outside? So you're looking for it and you're just like, are you my ride? Are you my driver? And it never occurred to us that of all the thousands of people standing around, everybody's going to say the same thing. Are you my driver? Now the driver, if he's a true driver, he actually has your information on his phone where he can match your face with the face of the person that's coming in there. But what about if someone is impaired? And this is the thing. People are predators. Do you see where I'm coming from? These folks are predators. They prey on the fact that people are impaired simply because they have had too much to drink. They prey on these things and they use it to their advantage. Right? So guys, just be careful. I'm still holding uh Uber and Lyft accountable because some of these things are alarming. Like 19 women joined the lawsuit against Lyft, right? Uh, They've minimized background checks. They, they, and here's something that I absolutely almost tripped over. They do not do a fingerprint background check. Let's say your driver's name is John Smith. Do you know how many John Smiths are out there? Do you know somebody could go get a whole background, a whole name record on John Smith? Uber does not do criminal background checks with fingerprints. When you and I go for certain kinds of jobs that require certain kinds of security clearances, we have to do a fingerprint check. How is it? if you have a professional license whether it's a nursing license a law license or so on don't you have to do a fingerprint check why the right companies never did that we got to hold them accountable today is fearless friday you got to hold them accountable so a lot of you today you probably got paid already from last night so you're feeling yourself right so tonight you're gonna to go hang out with your friends especially if you're young free and single right <laughs> by that, I mean, you're not encumbered by by children. Uh, a few nights ago, I was in Midtown Detroit and Midtown Detroit has uh, a number of universities in its vicinity, right? And so there's university of Detroit mercy, not too far. And then there's Wayne state university. So there are lots of bars and restaurants and eateries around. And it is not unusual, especially the area where I was, the main drag, Woodward Avenue. It's not unusual. There was a Pistons game playing. So the Little Caesars Arena was lit, (laughs) right? People were just like crossing the street. It was was a zoo and it was a Wednesday night, but it was a zoo. There were so many young people, so many people walking the streets, so many people in and out of bars with friends, And I kept saying to myself, what's going on here? Then I realized they're not married yet, so they don't have children. Hence the reason why there were so many young people and a lot, but you know, what made me feel good? They were all in groups. There were groups of threes or fours. So it wasn't, I didn't see one person walking by themselves. There were groups of twos and threes and fours, which made me think people are thinking security conscious. And there were a lot of people hopping in and out of ride cheer rides, and so on so when you look at it you realize that people are going out and, and it, why can't we we want to be free and it's the weekend right it's approaching the weekend people want to have fun so here are some things as we close i'm gonna wrap this up in just a bit Here are some things that i'd like us all to focus on and i'd like us all to be mindful of as we go into the holiday season this is the first week of december uh, it's going to ramp up more. People are going to feel more inclined to go out and celebrate. We're going to sit back and relax a little bit more. It's approaching the season of eggnog. I haven't started eggnogging it, but it's getting there, right? And so we're going to go out more and we're going to want to participate more. So here are some things that I would like all of us to bear in mind. Safety is primary. Even if you go out and you get stone cold drunk and you get totally wasted, be with someone who is going to be there and help you. Please, I'm begging you. Ladies, be mindful. Please don't just go and get so totally wasted. Make sure you have a friend who is going to be with you to make sure that when you're going into a vehicle, you match the vehicle. You don't just hop into a ride chair by yourself. Can we do that? The second thing is, if you do use a ride share service, match, be unimpaired enough that you can match the description in the app with the vehicle. It has to match. Don't just walk up to the vehicle and say, are you my ride or are you John? Don't just, don't say, what's my name? No, don't do that. Make sure you match it first. The second thing, when you get in the vehicle, Open the door yourself to make sure they have not engaged the child lock because you you can open it from outside when the child lock is on, but you can't open it from the inside. So when you get in the vehicle, make sure the child lock is on, but it's off so that you can unlock the door yourself. Now that you're in the vehicle, follow the app. It's a good idea to be on the phone with someone, right? So be on the phone with someone while you're watching the driver. So somebody knows where you are. Share your drive information with someone. We all need to be accountable to someone. So share your app information. As soon as you get in the ride share, share it with your mom. Even if your mom and dad live in another state. If it's your sibling, your brother, your bestie, whoever. If it's your BFF, whoever. Share For joining us. Good morning. This is Harriet Kamak with Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, we're talking about Uber and rideshare companies in general and what they're doing to stem the rise of sexual assault that occurs on their platforms, that occurs while people are being driven in vehicles that are considered rideshare or that occurs while they are waiting on a rideshare company. And we chose to do that because it is the holidays and a lot of people are inebriated for want of a better word or impaired shall we say impaired impaired you know it's the holidays so you go there you have a good time and i'm going to be honest with you guys how many of us feel as if that there are just some people who, are, who just don't want anybody to have fun how many of us feel like that that it's not enough that you go to work you work all week you work all year Right? And you fi- you get a chance to uh, having worked all week. You just want to sit down and chill a little bit. You know, the stress of life, you have to be worried about so many things. You have to think about so many things and you just want to chill. So you go out to have a drink with your friends. Is anything wrong with that? And so you're being responsible by not getting behind the wheel of a car, knowing that you are impaired. So you hail a ride share service uber or left and you depend on them to vet the driver so that you don't end up in the back seat of a car who engages the child locks so you can't get out or a driver who is just looking for a good time and think that you as a member of the public is fair game right and before you know it you either end up on the six o'clock news or you're driven to some remote location where you're assaulted either physically or sexually and robbed all at the same time, right? So we're going to talk a little bit about what they're going to do to prevent it. And is it enough as members of the public? Is it enough? Uh, in recent times, if you live in a Metro area, as I do, I have, I, you know, I, I was one of those persons who would encourage my children to take a Uber or a Lyft because it was convenient at the time if they weren't near a car or they didn't have their own car or i couldn't get to that guess who has sharply minimized that one so everybody has a car they can get in their car you employ safety measures while they're walking to their cars and so on but i have come to accept that rideshare vehicles you're placing yourself at grave risk when you engage with with them so uber uh released their report in an effort to be broadly transparent and to draw attention to what is going on, which I applaud them for because they're letting us know that they are aware there is a problem. And they do, uh, they have itemized and laid it clear what efforts they're making to reduce these from happening now that they're aware that it is a problem. So they're doing something about it. But what about the rest of us what can we do to make sure you don't end up being a victim of 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 assault uh i've a few must have been last year was the last time i used one to be honest with you and i remember the driver telling me that he had been assaulted so many times that he picked up people and had been slapped and gun especially when people were leaving the bars and the restaurants and the dance clubs here in detroit they call them clubs right because people still go to a nightclub if you believe it right and they're so inebriated so drunk that they have assaulted uh the driver right i'm talking about rideshare companies thank you for the compliment right and uh so This is something that is real, that is happening to a lot of people. I mean, one of the stories that I looked at and it's very painful for any of us, you send your child away to school and you know, children are away at college and people, our people and young people are going to do what all of us do and what all of us did when we were young. Right. And this particular young lady in South Carolina, in Columbia, South Carolina, she attended the university of South Carolina. And she was out with her friends on a Thursday night, and the friends hadn't heard from her by Friday, so they reported her missing. And the police launched and the last time she was seen was leaving a bar with all of them. And she got into the back of a black Chevrolet Impala. The man killed her, he raped her and killed her, right? He's since locked up. Hopefully he stays locked up for the rest of time, but it is the South. They probably still have the death penalty in South Carolina. So he probably isn't going anywhere for a long, long time as he should. Right. But this young woman had to lose her life. She was 21. Her parents, they are from New Jersey. So her parents had to face this painful exercise, sending your kid away to college and they come back home in a casket. And you don't see them again for the rest of time very painful so what are some of the safety measures that those of us who use rideshare uh vehicles can participate so uber did a study wait for it in 2018 in the u.s apparently they did the study worldwide because i don't know if you remember but earlier this year a woman in india sued uber in india because she was raped by an uber driver and she sued them as she should right because the driver thought it was she was was open season and he could do whatever so the report and the statistics that uber released are in the united states alone it's not in canada it's not in the other 65 countries where uber operates so part of the problem is that when uber and lyft initially started remember how it started it was anybody who had a car they did not do a comprehensive job of vetting their drivers in traditional taxi companies. You have to go through a rigorous background check before you can drive a a cab Uber and Lyft flaunted regulations. And just anybody who has a car can drive. I remember, I think it was earlier in the middle of the summer. I had to, my car was at the, was in service. And I had to go pick up my car and I, you know, called for a rideshare vehicle to come. I don't remember if it was Uber or one of them, Uber or Lyft, but I was alone in the back of the car. Now, I am me, so you can imagine, right? So I have my purse and I'm sitting there pleasantly watching this young man drive me around. And this man, half before we even, within like five minutes of the ride, he was already trying to hit on me. I kid you not but i recognized how vulnerable i was and i didn't play along with it he started out by complimenting me and i was like well thank you kind of closing the conversation and paying attention to my phone as a way of making him think and he would not stop i reported him eventually because it made me uncomfortable because i kept thinking at the back of my mind if this were late night and i had been picked up what would he have done if I refused his, uh, his advances? Do you see what I'm saying? And I remember when I got to the mechanic shop and I got out of the car, the mechanic is someone whom I, I'm familiar with. And I remember him saying, are you okay? And I said, that guy was just so creepy. You know, he just kept making comments about my appearance and it's kind of shocking because I don't know him. It's not someone I know. I just got into the car as a ride share. And I remember the mechanic saying, you got to be careful. you got to be careful because he had heard some incidents from some of his, uh, female customers when they, you know, that have said this. And the reason I'm talking about it is because I felt uncomfortable and vulnerable all at the same time, because you're sitting in the back of a car, you don't know anything about this person. So you are assuming that whoever hired him, the people at Uber must have checked his criminal background to make sure he's not a rapist or murderer, right? And that he, he has he's legitimate, right? So what happened was initially when these companies started, they didn't do background checks. They just hired anybody with a car, right? And so anybody could become an Uber or Lyft driver. Now it's got, now then they started by making sure that, oh, well, well, we'll put a sign in the, in the door or so, but you can buy uh they uber or lift uh foolishness you can buy it anywhere right you can buy it anywhere so it's not as if it's something that you can uh you can obviate you can buy it anywhere right and so when you when you look at it you begin to wonder what is it that people are are, are not doing right you, you have to start wondering what is it that these rideshare companies uh do do not do right and you you see you 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 see what it is that they do and and you have to ask yourself well in whose interest were they operating obviously they were operating in the interest of themselves their bottom line so what happens to the public so let me give you the statistics Uber reports that in 2018 there were three thousand and forty five incidents of sexual assault in ride across the country, I just want you to think about that three thousand. Now, to put this into perspective, let me give you a comparison. The New York Police Department, the New York Police Department, records incidents of sex crimes on its transit systems. So, how many people live in New York? About ten million, maybe about fifty million, <laughs> conservatively. Okay and they use transit systems mass transit is a way of life right okay so they're the subways and they're the buses mass transit in new york city and the new york police department reported only 533 incidents of sex crimes on their transit systems comparatively speaking uber that does not operate as a mass transit system in a concentrated urban bay in a concentrated area. It's across the country. Uber reported 3,045. That's too much. That's way too much. That's a heck of a thing. The chief legal officer at Uber describes in their defense. This is what he says. He says Uber is a reflection of the society they live in. That's a lame excuse for saying we hired the wrong people and the wrong people have caused us to have problems. And now that we're a corporate entity, we have to do something about it. So in doing something about it, Uber has taken the measure to partner with nonprofits like RAIN that prevent sexual violence and assault and so on. It is a nice way of saying they wrote them a check for them to say nice things about Uber. But the fact is, it is what it is, right? Uh, in 2017, there were 2,936 incidents of sexual assault. Some of the incidents that people describe are horrific where people get into the back of cars. In fact, I'm going to just tell you the truth. There were 55 crashes in 2018 and nine people were murdered inside of Uber vehicles. That's horrific. That's terrible. And some of the people who were murdered were the driver not just the passenger. Just like I told you one of the rideshare drivers who told me that he had been assaulted so many times, right? Uber says that it is now implementing a system where it automatically checks driver's background without them being aware of it. Good for you. Just like the police pulls people over and they check your driver's license and find out that people are doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Well, Heck yes, you should. You really should, right? As for Lyft, the same counts for them. Lyft has not revealed what it has found. I dare say we're not going to be alarmed because if it happens on Uber, it's happening on Lyft. Now another thing that police officers across the country are saying is that they, the, the decals that they hang in the windows, you can buy them online. That says you're a Lyft driver. So here is the, what is really happening? You want to know what really is happening? What is really happening is that people who have bad intentions are trolling places where they know people congregate. So nightclubs, bars, and restaurants, they know that people at sporting events, right? So a basketball game outside of an arena, right? A football game, uh, a, a hockey game, that kind of thing and concerts. So there's a, a, an artist playing and so on. What happens is these people who have nothing but bad intentions, they congregate in these places, waiting on you and I to step out of these events. More than likely you're with group of friends you met there. So now you're separated. That's how they like to get you, isolate you, right? And you are inebriated. So your skills, your, your sense of awareness is impaired. One woman who was uh, sexually assaulted by an Uber driver said she fell asleep. Well, turns out it was not an Uber driver. She got in the back of a wrong car. So here are some things for those of us to look out for. Uber is now saying that when the driver pulls up in the app, it's going to tell you, hey, it's going to tell you who the driver is. It has a picture of the driver. You are to match the make and model of the car with the car that is sitting in front of you. So in the app, it tells you it's a 1999 Chevrolet Impala, if such a thing exists, right? With tag number DJ45500. By, by, zero, zero. So you look for DJ45500 zero, 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 black she- 1999 Chevrolet Impala. Then the driver who is looking for you, needs to look match the picture that's a lot of safety measures so people who are drunk frankly they don't they're not gonna be able to look for that you just think are you looking for are you my uber driver and some idiot is gonna say yes then he whisked them off and sexually assault them and so on beating people up and so on then in some of the reports but that's another thing that made the victim well look at how you were dressed What were you doing out late at that time of the night? Anyway, that's not helping. People want to go out and have fun, leave people to be people. You've got to have an edge and an out with all the stress that you face in everyday life. Do you see what I'm saying? And so these kinds of sexual assaults are continuing. The real problem is the ride share system. Uber is losing a lot of money because they're getting a lot of bad press. They have been paying out a lot of money for, uh, for set, to settle lawsuits. It's kind of like the unintended consequence of being too successful too quick. They were making a lot of money because they literally employed a bunch of drivers. Just recently they purged 40,000. They deactivated 40,000 drivers. You think those people still don't have the decals? You think they're still not driving around, trolling, looking for lonely people, lonely young women, or I shouldn't say lonely, but alone. You're waiting on a ride. You're so distracted, you're not paying attention. I saw something floating around on my Instagram feed a couple weeks ago where a woman in in Houston was having the same problem. She got picked up by a Lyft driver. And instead of going to her, you driving her usual route to work, He drove around and around until she ended up in a lonely area. Then he stopped. She couldn't unlock the door. He put on the child lock. She couldn't unlock the door. Are you kidding? Are you listening to me? Then he tried, he couldn't, she couldn't get out. She couldn't put the window up and down. And then he stopped talking to her and turned the radio up. That's when she knew she had a problem. So she called 911 while she was sitting in the car, but she said initially she was distracted. She wasn't paying attention. She was on the phone because she assumed that the driver who showed up was going to take her and transport her to her destination. So she wasn't paying attention. So it took her a while to realize, why am I not at work for a ride, you know, a ride that should take 15 minutes? It's already 25 minutes. And why does the route not look familiar? Eventually he ended up taking her, he, st- he called someone who gave him instructions and he ended up on a lonely road near a warehouse. When they got to the warehouse, by this time she's hysterical, when they got to the warehouse, guess what? There was a a box truck that he was told to back the car into with her in it. He unlocked the driver, unlocked the door, thinking he could get out to get her out. Well, she got out of the door and ran for her life, okay? these things happen because the right platforms do not do a good enough job of vetting the people who who use their services they don't vet them they don't go through a rigorous background check to make sure these are not people who perhaps and most let's just be clear most people who are going to rape have done so before and more than likely have been through the system most people who are murderers have some act, have had some interaction with the system. Even if this is their first time killing, they have had some interaction with the system. So they'd more than likely have a record when they scan our background or our driver's licenses. It will tell them who we are anyway. It's going to tell if you've had a traffic ticket or if you haven't had one. So why on earth did the ride share companies initiate this? I don't know. I don't know. And now we have a history now where people are still getting assaulted. So even now, even after they say they have now implemented this technology that automatically scans people's background checks, it's still not safe enough because there were still 3,045 in 2018. So what were you doing between 2014 and 2018? It didn't occur to you that you needed to automate checking people's criminal background checks. So you waited until people lose their lives before you do something. Do you see what I'm saying? It's, it's something to pay attention to. And especially my friends, especially, I want you to be here with me when we start, when the new year starts, when the next decade starts. So I'm asking everyone to please be careful. If you go out with your friends, right? Maybe we should get back to the days of having a designated driver. You think, right? We should have a designated driver. That designated driver does not touch alcohol that entire time. But if you find that you still find it more convenient to hop into the back of a ride share vehicle, there are some security measures that we all should employ. Typically, most of us, by the time we get to that stage, we are so, people are so laid buzzed or laid out that they don't know where they are. You're relying, you're placing your life in the hands of a total stranger. I can't say it enough, people stop doing that. You can't trust people anymore. You can't just assume that I'm gonna go out to drink and it's gonna be okay if I get stone cold drunk and wasted that I don't know where I am. That is not terribly responsible when it comes to your own life and your safety. You're jeopardizing your safety, right? So do not go out and get so wasted that you can. If you want to get truly wasted, do it at home. Invite your friends over. At least you're in an environment that you have some control over. Because there are always going to be people. So that what these people do is they're trolling uh, places, knowing that people are looking for their rides. And you're distracted. There are so many people. You're hugging and kissing people, telling them goodbyes. You probably have had too much to drink. So they tell you that they look for the most popular vehicles, right? So they tell you that your vehicle is going to be a Toyota Corolla, white Toyota Corolla. How many of those are going to be outside? So you're looking for it. And you're just like, are you my ride? Are you my driver? And it never occurred to us that of all the thousands of people standing around, everybody's going to say the same thing. Are you my driver? Now the driver, if he's a true driver, he actually has your information on his phone where he can match your face with the face of the person that's coming in there. But what about if someone is impaired and this is the thing, people are predators. Do you see where I'm coming from? These folks are predators. They prey on the fact that people are impaired simply because they have had too much to drink. They prey on these things and they use it to their advantage. Right? So guys, just be careful. I'm still holding, uh, Uber and Lyft accountable because some of these things are alarming like 19 women joined the lawsuit against Lyft right uh they've minimized background checks they they and here's something that I absolutely almost tripped over they do not do a fingerprint background check let's say your driver's name is John Smith Do you know how many John Smiths are out there? Do you know somebody could go get a whole background, a whole name record on John Smith? Uber does not do criminal background checks with fingerprints. When you and I go for certain kinds of jobs that require certain kinds of security clearances, we have to do a fingerprint check. How is it? if you have a professional license, whether it's a nursing license, a law license or so on, don't you have to do a fingerprint check? Why the right companies never did that. We got to hold them accountable. Today is fearless Friday. You got to hold them accountable. So a lot of you today, you probably got paid already from last night. So you're feeling yourself, right? So tonight you're going to go hang out with your friends, especially if you're young, free and single, right? By that, I mean, you're not encumbered by my children. Uh, A few nights ago, I was in Midtown Detroit and Midtown Detroit has uh, a number of universities in its vicinity, right? And so there's University of Detroit Mercy, not too far. And then there's Wayne State University. So there are lots of bars and restaurants and eateries around. And it is not unusual, especially the area where I was, the main drag Woodward Avenue, it's not unusual. There was a Pistons game playing. So the Little Caesars Arena was lit, <laughs> right? People were just like crossing the street. It was, it was a zoo and it was a Wednesday night, but it was a zoo. There were so many young people, so many people walking the streets, so many people in and out of bars with friends, And I kept saying to myself, what's going on here? Then I realized they're not married yet, so they don't have children. Hence the reason why there were so many young people and a lot, but you know, what made me feel good. They were all in groups. There were groups of threes or fours. So it wasn't, I didn't see one person walking by themselves. There were groups of twos and threes and fours, which made me think people are thinking security conscious. And there were a lot of people hopping in and out of ride cheer rides and so on so when you look at it you realize that people are going out and and why can't we we want to be free and it's the weekend right it's approaching the weekend people want to have fun so here are some things as we close i'm gonna wrap this up in just a bit here's some things that i'd like us all to focus on and i'd like us all to be mindful of as we go into the holiday season this is the first week of december Uh, it's going to ramp up more. People are going to feel more inclined to go out and celebrate. We're going to sit back and relax a little bit more. It's approaching the season of eggnog. I haven't started eggnogging it, but it's getting there, right? And so we're going to go out more and we're going to want to participate more. So here are some things that I would like all of us to bear in mind safety is primary even if you go out and you get stone-cold drunk and you get totally wasted be with someone who is going to be there and help you please i'm begging you ladies be mindful please don't just go and get so totally wasted make sure you have a friend who is going to be with you to make sure that when you're going into a vehicle you match the vehicle you don't just hop into a ride share by yourself can we do that the second thing is if you do use a ride share service match be unimpaired enough that you can match the description in the app with the vehicle it has to match don't just walk up to the vehicle and say are you my ride or are you john don't just don't say what's my name no don't do that make sure you match it first the second thing when you get in the vehicle open the door yourself to make sure they have not engaged a child lock because you you can open it from outside when the child lock is on but you can't open it from the inside so when you get in the vehicle make sure the child lock is on but it, it's off so that you can unlock the door yourself now that you're in the vehicle follow the app it's a good idea to be on the phone with someone, right? So be on the phone with someone while you're watching the driver. So somebody knows where you are. Share your drive information with someone. We all need to be accountable to someone. So share your app information. As soon as you get in the ride share, share it with your mom, even if your mom and dad live in another state. If it's your sibling, your brother, your bestie, whoever. If it's your BFF, whoever, share.